Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Evan Law. He is an immigration attorney as well as author. Evan, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. So let's just dive right in. You wrote a book and it's a, it's a thriller. That's right. Yeah, it's called Son of a Sleeper Spy. Uh, it actually started off as a, a nonfiction book, if you can believe it really, this will probably turn readers off for law students. Uh, it's written to help law students prepare for the bar exam. And really the nonfiction title would have been something really boring, like uh, the mindset you need to prepare for the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I just couldn't do the nonfiction part. So I, I went back to to my notes and said, I've got to make a, a thriller out of this. And how do you go about teaching someone the bar to, through writing so, a thriller? Yeah, so the way I did it, I actually um, realized this was the second novel I actually wrote. The first time around, uh, I realized I needed an editor. So my editor suggested that we do this in a way where we put the legal discussions in footnotes and then also italics. So the lay reader can also read through the novel and just skip over whatever they don't really want to learn about. Then the law student can take a little bit more time and, and say, okay, this is, this is what I want to, to kind of reinforce a little bit more. And has it been effective with law students? Yeah, you know, I've got some really good reviews on, on Amazon, uh, a number of, of just, individuals who've said that you know things like bar prep was brutal and this made it fun you know things like instead of uh, binging on netflix i i went and did this and it was really rewarding and helped so um yeah i think it has been uh, really positive that's great and just so their listeners know i read a book called moonwalking with einstein the art and science of remembering everything and essentially it's this guy named joshua Fuller who dives into the memory world and essentially create these memory palaces and even the, the title Moonwalking with Einstein, where you have discordant terms or words, or in your case, son of a sleeper spy, but you're talking about how you prepare for your bar, that actually mm -hmm. helps us memorize better just based on science. So good job on that. And oh, I encourage cool. our listeners really to understand that there's so much to learn from different people. And you're literally the first lawyer I've ever met that wrote a thriller to help other people create a, a sustainable mindset to, to do better better in life. But oh, thank it's, it's, it's also a way to think, not even outside the box, but it's like so different and unique, but that's how every entrepreneur should be. So let's dive into your passion or desire to even become a lawyer. So I, I was a missionary down on, on the border of Mexico in Texas, and I, I saw there were a lot of these half-built homes, and I kind of felt like people's lives were kind of that way with immigration issues. They would come for a time and then be deported back. And, and so I, I kind of had the thought that I, I, I'd enjoy helping people immigrate to the country lawfully. Uh, you know, fast forward a few years, then I realized just how difficult the immigration laws make it for people to kind of get out of that, uh, that system that, uh, you know, when families are separated, I, I can't, you know, help but understand that, you know, why they're, they're coming back. But at the same time, we're, we're a nation of laws and, and we have the immigration laws for a reason. So it's a very, it's a very political topic, obviously, right now. Um, but, but immigration law has always been something that, that has intrigued me because of how important it is for families and, and even for uh, the nation. Our, our nation obviously is built upon immigrants and, 
and I'd like us to continue to be welcoming to that uh, that mindset. Well, let's talk about that. Any, you don't need to be obviously name names, but it's so important that our listeners feel what you do because everyone or most of us that are grateful have jobs, but few jobs or careers, frankly, can really make an impact to an nth degree. In your case, you can have multi-generational impact. So I'm curious, any specific stories you can share with us with the families that you've helped and worked with? Yeah, you know, so I, I think there's a, a few that, that really come to mind when I, I was actually, um, when I was working for the government, I adjudicated uh, refugee cases in, uh, in Africa. And it was unreal to be there, basically in a refugee camp interviewing these people. And Wait, then to, in Africa? Yes, yeah. I just spent about six weeks there in Kenya. And um, it just was really life-changing because I, you, you look around you and you're seeing these people basically build homes out of sticks and, and you know, little sheets of metal for a roof. Um, so it makes you appreciate what you have here. But then uh, a few of the, uh, the things that kind of stick out to me are, are for example, one of the, the boys I interviewed, I was trying to break the ice and I said, what do you like to do? And he, and he said, Oh, I love to play soccer. And, and he was about the same age as my son. And so I felt like we had this connection. Uh, you know, people love soccer all over the world. And, and here I am looking at somebody who has their whole life ahead of them. And through the immigration process, uh, you know, his life would be able to be changed for the better. It, so it was, it was just really an, it was an eye-opening experience for me. And I've kind of always taken every case I've done. It, it seems to be a little bit part of of what drives me to, to do the work. Well, let's talk about what does that mean, adjudicator? What does that look just in layman terms? Yeah, so uh, essentially what we would do is we, we were trained as asylum officers where we would basically uh, interview the person to find out what happened in their life uh, to determine whether they qualify as a refugee to be admitted to the U.S. Uh, so essentially, that's how somebody can come into the U.S. as a refugee if they're fearful for their life on account of a protected ground. Um, so a lot of times, these people have experienced a lot of things like war violence and, and other just horrific things. And, uh, you know, um, through the um, immigration laws that most countries have, an asylum process that allows people to... Uh, come here basically to to save their lives and and we give them protection uh, the term political asylum is usually what people most think of as okay you're fleeing from some communist or totalitarian country that is trying to kill you um, that's kind of where the political asylum term comes from but there's a wide variety of, of asylum type claims interesting what does us cis stand for oh i'm sorry that's it's a U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. So that's the agency that adjudicates all immigration benefits. So uh, and then part of that, part of that agency uh, focuses specifically on asylum and refugee law. So for Americans that are paying taxes, we, so you, we actually send lawyers like yourself to different countries like Kenya or other places that are seeking asylum? Right, yeah. Basically, through the U.N. has a program set up that that is kind of an intermediary between countries facilitating the process for people to be interviewed uh, at these refugee camps and other places uh, to determine who, who qualifies for protection and, and then 
uh, we move forward through the process of getting them safely to the to the U.S. Hmm. My my last two questions, Evan. I'm curious. What do you think is the, the most challenging thing about your job relative to immigration law? I mean, law in general is quite broad, but I'm curious for immigration though, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is uh, just from day to day, how quickly it can change. Really? Um, so, yeah, so there's really, especially in with this administration now, there's a lot of things that are changing, but I think the, the hardest thing kind of coupled with that is just knowing how is it is best to advise a client because sometimes, you know, you go through law school and you learn how to like argue every side and, and things, but sometimes uh, what actually is the best outcome for the client is, is really something that may not give the attorney work. You know, we may say, um, you know, this is what you could do. You could argue this. Uh, you, you have, you know, this family member in detention, uh, but if we argue that it's going to prolong the whole process and I think what, you know, the better option is to do this or that. So I, I think one of the biggest challenging parts about it is just trying to uh, really assess what is the best outcome for the client, even though it may mean less business at the moment for your law firm. Yeah, that, that's a very unique decision to make. And Given these cases you've worked on, because you've worked on it for some time, do you get to see some of the families after they've been here in the U.S.? Yeah, so I mean, that's one of the exciting things. Sometimes I'll get messages from people just um, just kind of checking in on Facebook, and I'll be like, oh, wow, you know, things are really moving in a good way for you guys. Um, it, it also is, it's a very slow-moving process, so you'll help people get their green card, and then a number of years later, you'll be helping them uh, with the citizenship process. and. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and I'm relatively new to the uh, to the private practice. I, I did work for the government for a number of years, so I, I like the fact that I was a, an adjudicator for a time. So I kind of have that perspective of here, here's what the judge or the adjudicator will say, uh, and here's how I think we can best present your case. And then it's fun to just now be a part of that on their side and say, okay, let's let's work your case and and uh, you know help you in the best way we can. Well, that's fascinating. You have a very fascinating story, Evan, and I appreciate you being on the podcast. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and read, your, read your books? So the next step for me is really, I'm, I'm looking at doing a Kickstarter campaign uh, for what I'm calling Lawflix, which is basically taking my law thrillers to the, the movie uh, making uh, realm. So uh, my website is at lawthrillers.com. And then from there, you can find more about Lawflix and, and, uh, and we'll be posting updates about the Kickstarter campaign and everything there. Awesome. Evan, thanks again for being on the show. Have a great day. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.